Hello, and welcome to the Slow Style Home Podcast. If you don't want a cookie-cutter, generic home, and instead you want a beautiful, meaningful home that's layered with personality, then you are going to be so inspired by the conversations we have on this show. We talk about why the environments we create matter and how to set up our rooms to evoke specific feelings and experiences that are right for you wherever you are in your life right now. I'm Zandra, your host and creator of the Slow Style Home Framework that teaches you how to make really thoughtful and informed decisions about your home rather than chasing current trends that may not last or staying stuck with rooms you hate, feeling overwhelmed with too many choices. Right now, when you join our monthly membership, the Slow Style Society, you'll get a personalized deep dive into your vision of what a dream home looks and feels like. And together, we'll come up with a plan on how to achieve that. If that sounds pretty awesome to you, go to slowstylehome.com and click on Join the Society for all of the details. I'll tell you a little bit more about it later on. Right now, let's just jump into today's episode. Hello and welcome to the Style Matters podcast brought to you by Little Yellow Couch. I'm Zandra, your host, and I'm excited to share with you a new episode about creating a beautiful, meaningful home right here every Monday. Now, before we get started today, I want to let you know about a free live workshop I'm hosting called Three Secrets to Beautifully Designed Homes and why you can have one right now without moving, spending a lot of money, or hiring a designer. Sounds good, right? Now, I have never done a live workshop before, and so I have no idea if this format is going to appeal to you. But I have packed it with some great content, if I do say so myself, so I am hoping that you can make it to one of the four times I'm offering it, and then we'll see together if this kind of format works for us or not. So if you already get the Little Yellow Couch newsletter, you will be getting all of the details about the workshop there. But if you don't, well, of course you can sign up for it anytime, or you can just go to littleyellowcouch.com and click on Workshops at the top of the homepage. And that's where you can register and choose the day and time that works for you. Okay, so since I've never done one of these before, I thought I should probably explain a few things that I'm going to make sure happen. One is that the registration page is going to ask you for your name and email address. But I want to assure you that if you are also on the Little Yellow Couch newsletter, you are not going to get on the mailing list more than once. You will not be getting duplicate emails from me because that would just be annoying. I promise. All the system is doing is letting me know who you are and what you've signed up for. Okay, the second thing I want you to know is that even if you can't make any of the times that the workshop is live, go ahead and sign up anyway because that way at least you can get the replay version that will be available for about a week after the workshops are over. You'll automatically get the replay version if you've signed up. Now, of course, it's to your advantage if you can show up live, but sometimes our schedules just don't line up, and I totally get that. So the replay is better than nothing. Now, what's in it for you if you do show up live? Well, that brings me to the final thing I want to talk to you about. 
showing up with me in real time means that we can actually connect. And in my experience, especially with my style retreats, when I work with or at least talk with people in real time, they get better results because we all feel a little bit more motivated to make some changes than if you were just watching a static video or just reading a blog post or whatever. So um, I, I really do believe in this in real time version of things, which is why I wanted to try this live workshop idea in the first place. Also, I have created a special bonus for everyone who comes live, just to make it a little bit more fun. And finally, I do want to be perfectly upfront with you. You're going to get a lot out of this workshop. It's going to be really good all on its own, but toward the end, I am going to finally reveal all of the details of my new online course that I've been talking about called Master the Mix, Four Steps to Confidently Mix Different Styles Together Using What You Already Have to Finally Finish That Room. Yes, I am finally ready to share everything about that with you. I'm so excited, but I didn't want you to be surprised that in the workshop, toward the end, I will be also talking about the course. Now, after that, we're going to open it up to a live Q&A where you can ask me anything. You can ask me questions about the course or about the workshop or just anything about your own home. It might be a problem that you're having with furniture placement or window treatments or paint colors or how to solve an argument you're having with your spouse about what to keep and what to buy. You could even ask me your opinion on what you should name your new dog because I have very strong opinions about that. (laughs) But (laughs) anything goes. That is the final reason why I want you to show up live because during the live Q&A, we can really connect with each other. All right, I have been talking forever. A lot I wanted to share, so thank you for your patience. Let's get on with today's show. My guest today is B. Pila, who, for over 25 years, has been making the connection between design and the spiritual, emotional aspects of our well-being. We talk about her book, Sacred Spaces, where she lays out the principles of what she calls design enlightenment. Her creative process starts with functionality, specifically making sure that the furniture placement encourages a flow of energy between people, and then she moves on to interpreting her client's lifestyle into tangible design elements. But before we get started, here's a word from our sponsor. Okay, so you guys know that my favorite places to shop are where I can find one-of-a-kind things like antique stores and thrift shops. But hey, there are still tons of things that we buy that come from the big boxes or from online. And of course, we want to stretch those dollars as far as they can go. Enter this cool new app I found called ShopTagger. So when you're shopping on one of your favorite websites online, but you don't want to pay the full price, you just save the item to ShopTagger and it notifies you when the price drops. Or if you need it right away and you're at the checkout page, it'll pop up with a coupon code that you may not have even known about. So cool. Now, just so you know, ShopTagger is spelled SHOP, S-H-O-P, Tagger, T-A-G-R. And to get it for free, click the link in today's show notes page at littleyellowcouch.com. All right, let's dive into today's episode. 
B. Pila, thank you so much for coming on the show. I am delighted to have the opportunity to talk to you several times now, but uh, we're finally getting you on the show, so welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So I want to jump right in with something that you say uh, in your book uh, called Sacred Spaces, and it says, beauty can be experienced with the proper alignment of your lifestyle with your home. And I would say this is pretty much the premise of your work. It, it really is foundational to how you think and how you create. But could you expand on what you mean by that a little bit? Well, I, you know, I've learned through the years the impact that design has on a life, you know, and okay. design in general. You know, designing as an interior designer, I've always been a designer, you know, yeah. Having worked with my daughter for five years, after five years thinking that she was in design, I realized uh-huh. that she was actually a different level. She was an artist. Design is when you purposely, you know, create something um, that, and, and, and obviously nature is the greatest of all designs, right? Right. It functions beautifully and effortlessly. And that is the premise of beauty and Mm. design. I also realized that beauty, in fact, is an emotional, uh, triggers an emotional response in us. Mm. So back up for just a second, you were going to explain the difference between being an artist and being a designer. Mm. (laughs) So I didn't even discover this until I had the opportunity to work with my daughter because um, she went uh, to a much more impressive school than I did. I mean, she went to (laughs) Parsons School of Design. I figured that she was the one that had this design inclination. And after working with her for a few years, I realized that her level of inspiration came much more from an um, an expansive, unbounded space, if that exists. It's like unbounded, yeah. completely unbounded. I worked more from a perspective of structure. Before I go into what I call design therapy <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and design consultation, I begin from space. So I think in a, in a three-dimensional space, how to functionally create flow and enhance the way that a room works. But an artist comes from a purely abstracted place. Okay, yeah. Completely abstract. There's no, there's no boundaries. There's no limits. Right. And that, that, that art I, I, it, it speaks to our highest aspirations as humans, I think. Exactly. There's a connection to the heart. And that's, yeah. that's actually the point of what I'm speaking about. When design and what I'm saying in my work comes together, when all of these elements come together in a designed fashion, it's life-changing. It's life-transforming. Mm. And you don't. it's not something that just comes from the visual perspective. It comes from the emotional perspective. Mm. I think, Absolutely. I think we're all, as human beings, on a mission to understand the connection between our hearts and our minds, even though we're not conscious of that. And that's the awakening that we are all beginning to experience today. That is so beautifully put. And I want to keep going even deeper and ask you about the connection that you make between design and spirituality. We'll be back after a quick break. 
I assume you're here because you want a one-of-a-kind, personality-filled home, right? Well, in order to have that, you need to define and develop your signature style. When you do that, you're going to understand how to mix what you already have with new things you find, focusing on who you are and what you love, putting it all together in a cohesive way. So what's stopping you? Well, let me know if this sounds about right. Not enough time, not enough money, and a lack of creativity or design knowledge, which makes you feel overwhelmed and insecure about pulling the trigger and changing things up. This is why I created the Slow Style Society, to help you take action on making your dream home a reality. It's part social club for people who like to just geek out on design and part hands-on learning experience where you get better and better at making decor decisions for each room in your home. And for the next few weeks, I'm offering all new members an additional one-on-one style session with yours truly. So I'll take you through the lessons so you know exactly what to focus on inside the Slow Style Framework in what order, and you'll have a personalized support system from me to get you there. Go to slowstylehome.com and click on Join the Society so we can get started right away. Let's not wait for that imaginary perfect time to create your beautiful, meaningful home. Again, go to slowstylehome.com and click on Join the Society. Okay, back to the episode. Yes, for me, there's such a deep-rooted connection there, and that's actually the other pivotal moment that transformed the way that I operate my business, my brand, what I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, there there couldn't not be a connection to the inner self, the spiritual self, uh, mm-hmm. the source within us all, whatever name we want to give it, it's definitely mm-hmm. an energy. Um, and that energy has to be transferred into the work. What I do is use my gifts to facilitate the, um, the interpretation of someone's life mm-hmm. and what they perceive as beauty within mm. their spaces. Right. So you really help people take something that's fairly abstract or maybe thought or emotion-based and translate it into a living, breathing space. Correct. Three, yeah. Three-dimensional form, uh, you know, and and I use all of the tools that I have in my in my little toolbox, uh, including space planning, including mm-hmm. proportion, scale, which I teach in the book, color. Yes. I use all of those mediums, uh, like a painter, to paint that painting that is very personal. And it's, it's like, it's why I call it the fingerprint. Yes, because it's that individualistic and mm-hmm. everyone's home is that different from each other. It's funny because I always thought that the sequels to my book would be kind of like chicken soup for the soul, you know? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it would be something like, okay, sacred spaces for inspired living for the newly divorced or separated or demolished, oh, right? right. Um, And then for when you have a new baby or when you bring your elderly parent in or when your children are now becoming teenagers or when they're moving out of the house to go to college. Oh, so all these big life-changing moments we go through. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because nothing is stagnant, you know, and a a space. A lot of us make that mistake, too. You know, we hire an interior designer. 
we create something beautiful for that moment in time, mm -hmm. right? And then all of a sudden our life changes. Mm -hmm. And you have to adapt, like me, going from 5,000, almost 5,000 square feet to 850 square feet and, oh. and how that, what I had to select from my things, I'm going to pick the things that I love that will fit, that will work, that will suit our life, even if it's just temporary because I need to come home to my sacred space. Mm. And lo and behold, I discovered a whole new little secret that I never knew about, which is yeah, this, tell us about that. This this incredible space that is called the den, but it's it's really just a small room with a small closet connecting to the bathroom. And I outfitted it as a dressing room. And I never realized that, you know, as women, we, we love to have a space to call our own, but we don't usually give ourselves permission to have one. I've spoken True. about this many times. Have you ever seen Only it? Only the very, very wealthy woman might have a dressing room where she already has a mansion that has 50 rooms in it. And you have an 860 square foot space. Uh-huh. And all and of a sudden, it happen. all of a sudden, I have this personal sanctuary that I call my dressing room, my boudoir, oh. right? And it's like better than the one in Sex in the City. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, <laughs> I want to talk a little bit. I don't know if the word is technical here, but I guess I want to get into the nitty gritty a little bit about something you mentioned earlier that I know is a big part of what you do. And that is the mental process you go through when solving spatial issues. Mm. You know, I think a lot of people struggle with this. You know, where do I put everything and how do I make it feel good? And, you know, you use the term flow. Yes. I use the term flow because that it's that's that's the feeling you want to have. You want you want energy to flow through a room. Absolutely. Um, right. But but tell us a little bit about you know your process. How how do you go about you you know you walk into a home? What does it mean to you? What are you thinking about when you say, "Huh, the flow is not right." Well, one of the things that I discovered through this process, and and I write a, a lot about this in my book, in the in the in the chapters that are more technical, like you're saying, right, right. Um, is that I believe that furniture, unlike architecture, architecture sets a stage. It's okay. the walls, the base, the basic structure. But what I discovered is that furniture is the architecture of behavior. Ooh, okay. So the way I place furniture is very conscientious. Mm -hmm. I do it with a thought process that is unlike the typical ways that we are exposed to when we go to a store that's selling furniture. Okay. So for example, to me, furniture placement involves how we are going to behave in that room. So the first questions that I ask is, what do we want this space or room? What's the behavior we want in it? Mm. I ask the question taken from the questionnaire, if you love the idea of playing games with your children, mm -hmm. do you have a table or the ability to do that? Right? Right. If you have, if you love the idea of having a hot tea in the evening in your bedroom, do you have the ability to do that? Do you, you know, these are the things we start connecting the functions and the desires that someone might have within a space. And then I start laying out the furniture 
with that in mind. For me, and I talk about this jokingly in my book about the sofa, yeah. uh, being the, the sofa is the first piece of furniture that most people go gravitate and buy. But the sofa is technically designed to look straight ahead. But if you wanna have a conversation, that's definitely not the way to go, right? right? So unless you put a sofa across from each other without a TV, you see, yep. the way that our dining rooms are set up or our dining spaces, that the circle and the square is much more conducive to conversation versus the long rectangle, which is so typical. 99% of the tables out there are rectangular. But guess what? The rectangular table doesn't lend itself to conversation as much as a square and a circle. I find this to be true, uh, difficult with sectionals because in order to really see the person straight on, you mm -hmm. almost have to sit on opposite corners, mm -hmm. which is, then kind of feels far away, um, which is why it's always nice to have a chair, I think, that is uh, facing sort of that interior angle of the of the sectional. I, I think sectionals are lovely for relaxing and lounging. and Right. Um, and sometimes they make good use of a small space or they help delineate a space. So guess what I've but, created recently, which I love. Yeah. And because I've taken the sectional on its head and brought back a very old concept from the 70s, <laughs> which now we're actually seeing in the retail environment, uh, round circular sectionals. Oh, interesting. Which causes conversation. So kind of continuing on in this vein, I want to wrap up by having you talk about the difference between style for style's sake. Mm. And something deeper. And I mean, we've been kind of dancing around that and, and certainly hitting upon that. But I do think that there's both happening right now in interiors or still happening. Right. And, and like you're saying, I think that something deeper aspect is starting to bubble up. Yes. And you've been writing about it for a while. But um, tell us about why it's so important to. You know, certainly a beautiful room is, is nice on its own, but why is it important to think about it a little differently? Well, I always say that it's not about style, it's about lifestyle. Okay. You know? So, for example, uh, you know, when, when clients would call me uh, and they would say, well, I don't see my style, per se, in your portfolio, let's okay. say. It would drive me nuts. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm, I would try to convince them that this isn't about my style at all. The style right, that they're about my, seeing. That particular clients, what they need. Exactly. Yeah. What my it, it, Never have I created just from my style alone. And right. it's because it's never about me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It just point, you know, that's it. What you ask me to create for you. Mm -hmm. Now, I believe that style is a phenomenal tool as well to inspire okay. you know so so we may be we may resonate with someone's style you know maybe you're yeah. a minimalist maybe you're a maximalist you don't even know what those labels are you know a right. lot of times people come in here and tell me i really love art deco and when i show them pieces that are art deco they're like oh no that that's not what i meant this is <laughs> what i meant so it's great to use imagery and that's actually the third step you know, I mean, excuse me, the second step of my of my book, it's called dream boarding, mm -hmm. you know, so we have amazing ways of dreaming today with images. 
you know, yes. Pinterest, house, all these phenomenal tools that allow us to become inspired by an image and try to come from a perspective of, is that style resonating with me in my heart? But most importantly, we need to ask the next level of question, which is, does that style suit my lifestyle? Okay, right. And if we do those two factors, if we bring those two components together, style and lifestyle, then we can create from a place of alignment. That's that functionality that's also deeply rooted in beauty that you were talking about in the very beginning. I think we just circled right back to it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to, to get people to, to, to understand that it's not just about style alone for style's sake. It's about yeah. creating beauty because beauty definitely creates and triggers an emotion in us. Mm -hmm. And if style does that for you, perfect. But let's make sure that all the other components are there. Yeah. Because one of the things that I discovered about this little cute apartment that I'm in is that right. I absolutely do not like white floors. Oh, okay. Good to know. <laughs> I, <laughs> I really do not like white, shiny floors. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This is what came with my apartment, but I would never in my wildest dreams pick a white floor. Never. <laughs> That, I mean, it, it bothers me to see, and I have dark hair. <laughs> oh, yes, you see it everywhere. Oh, my God, I'm vacuuming oh. every second. Oh, yes, good. that's really good to know. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like I would never, why would I torture myself this way? Right. I can't, right. not to mention not. that I love to cook, and it's like oh. every breadcrumb. You know, mm -hmm. maybe that would be a perfect idea for another apartment that doesn't have the kids in it or yeah. a future time. Uh, but right now, I love the look, but it's not me. It's not right. Right. So, right. you know, just coming to that awareness, and that, that's what I think we all are talking about anyway right now, is mindfulness, being aware, mm -hmm. you know, not just, you know, tuning out to what's the true desires that we have within ourselves that we have all of the answers within us but we are always searching outside of us well b this was so wonderful i'm so glad we got a chance to talk again and thank you so much for inspiring us today oh well thank you sandra for making this possible and helping me move this movement forward Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the Little Yellow Couch newsletter so you can get your hands on my foundational worksheet all about creating your own style manifesto. It'll put you in the right mindset for any project you're about to tackle in your home. You can find it at littleyellowcouch.com. Have a great weekend and I'll be back in your earbuds next Monday. Thanks so much for listening. I know your time is valuable and I really do appreciate you spending it with me. And please, please, please take a minute to leave a review for Slow Style Home wherever you get your podcasts. It honestly does help keep this show on the air and your feedback is highly valuable to me. Have a great day and I'll be back in your earbuds soon. Bye for now.